0: This is Finding Founders, a podcast showcasing the vibrant entrepreneurial spirit of Los Angeles and my journey to find the founders responsible. I'm Samuel Donner, and today on the show, we talk to Dove Charney, founder of American Apparel and more recently, Los Angeles Apparel. Dove is a controversial figure, but controversy is something he seems to thrive in.
1: Yeah, people that are working thousand days straight trying to build something and change the world and maybe their lives aren't as polished. To build something new, to carve new territory, I think it's important that we don't assassinate all the, the people that are, that are different.
0: Upon a Google search of Dove Charney, the results are overwhelmingly negative. Dove Charney, founder of American Apparel, has been ousted by company Breaking board members for right allegations.
1: Now. American of Apparel misconduct. has this terminated Dove Charney. American Apparel has stripped Dove Charney of his CEO duties.
0: You keep a list of the worst CEOs of every year, and Dove Charney is number one.
1: He's sexist, and by the way, I'd like him to write me a check. And now this is for allegations
0: of the news portrays Dove as a monster, and I wondered if it was true. Two years ago, I was listening to a Gimlet podcast called Startup, and they did a season about Dove Charney. The entrepreneur we're focusing on for the rest of this season is the highly controversial founder and ex-CEO of American Apparel, Dove Charney. The first few episodes of the season showed a man with passion and drive that defied every obstacle thrown at him and built American Apparel into a billion-dollar company that employed almost 10,000 people. Having entrepreneurial aspirations of my own, I knew I had to talk to this guy. I did some Googling, found his number online, and called him up. To my surprise, he answered my cold call with warmth and enthusiasm. His disposition was in direct contrast to everything that I had read about him. When I thought of who I wanted to come on the podcast next, my mind went back to Dove. With his number now saved in my phone, I called him up and set up an interview at his factory in downtown LA for his new company, Los Angeles Apparel. And a few days later... <laughs> how are you doing? Very well, how are you?
1: Good, good. So, uh, would you like to see the factory for 30 seconds? Sure,
0: yeah, let's do it. He took me from the small cramped offices through a man. door. See, wow, this is cool. Suddenly, an expansive workspace sprawled before me. Hundreds of sewing machines dotted the factory floor. Designs for new clothes were modeled by mannequins who reigned above what seemed to be a textile kingdom. It was Sunday, so the room was empty of life with the exception of a cat cat that roamed the factory floors. Is that a stray cat or is that like your cat? (laughs) Dove's eyes light up when he talked about the factory. You could hear the suppressed enthusiasm in his voice, almost as if he was trying to control his excitement. So
1: we have this whole area. You can see it's massive. It goes all into there or whatever. What do you think? Crazy, right? Yeah. 400 people here.
0: I mean, I imagine it's, like, hectic when everything's in actual operation, oh, yeah. yeah? It's
1: great. We're open seven days a week. Yeah. And uh, I enjoy it. I love it. I live here.
0: Yeah.
1: How I mean, is that? It's, it's fun. It's fun to live in New York, you know?
0: At the height of American Apparel, Dove had reached the pinnacle of business success. Personally, he was worth over half a billion dollars. And American Apparel had 280 stores and five massive multi-story factories. But that was in 2014. Today, he stands in this expansive space. American Apparel had been taken from him, and he has had to start from the beginning again. Yet, he seemed so proud of and excited by this factory, as if the massive success he had before was isolated, and this factory is the factory. There seemed to be a childlike wonder, an inextinguishable youthful fire that burned within him. I wondered from where it came. Dove was born in the city of Montreal, in Quebec, Canada, to an architect father and painter mother. So it seems natural that some of his design influence came from his parents and his home city.
1: You know, I take a lot from the culture and milieu that I grew up in, particularly the influence of my parents, but also the influence of Montreal. I think a city that has a specific aesthetic culture Architectural culture has a specific approach to certain aspects of design. The quality of spaces and environments in Montreal, and the attention to certain details, the, the bagels, or the, and the food, or the, the flooring, or there's little things that are different there. Borrowing from those little reference pieces, you could take something that's very mundane, like a floor or a bagel, and you take these little little references, these little mundane details. Say, how do I apply that to a t-shirt? Like taking something simple and stupid that we take for granted and really investing a lot of time and energy to making it perfect.
0: While he was attending high school in Connecticut, his attraction to simple yet refined design led him to his first entrepreneurial venture at 15, selling American-made Hanes cotton box tees to people in Quebec. Made fully in cotton, as opposed to the polycotton shirts being sold in Quebec, Dove saw an opportunity in the Hanes t-shirt to change the way people saw affordable fashion. It didn't matter that the shirts were American-made. They were simply better in price and quality.
1: Whether I was in Canada or the United States is irrelevant to me because I don't don't accept the border. I believe in making things in a living wage environment, making things close to home, making things locally, controlling the manufacturing, because it's the path of least resistance. In the end, it's the most cheap.
0: He realized that there was more growth potential in manufacturing and selling his own shirts. He seized that opportunity with American Apparel. Dove knew that vertical integration would be the key factor in making his company competitive in not only price, but also in quality. And no one around him was doing it. Why do you think more companies, if it is like the best way to go about manufacturing, why haven't more companies adopted this?
1: Because Western management
0: is weak and lazy. What do you mean weak and lazy?
1: They're lazy because they don't want to manufacture. I mean, for example, Elon Musk loves to manufacture, but when he wasn't making money quickly and predictably enough, Wall Street went crazy because it's easier just to import a product, and resell it Then try to figure out how to make it.
0: Dove took a $10,000 loan from his father and moved to a space in South Carolina, but soon went bankrupt. Dove, being the resilient person he is, moved to Los Angeles and started anew. I want to know more about what attracted you to Los Angeles more than anywhere else in the country.
1: Los Angeles is a great place because we have a a very strong and powerful and well-educated working class that wants to be in factories. And we have a great infrastructure. This is an amazing place. You can make things and you can sell things. And it's got the artists and it's got the manufacturing infrastructure, transportation system, housing for workers. There's a lot of great reasons you'd want to manufacture here, especially in clothing. This is the only place you can make textiles in the United States at this point.
0: Dove always had this intensity, this drive to succeed, but L.A. was where his intensity started to thrive. People started to follow him and even invest in his vision.
1: Like I met this investor in the line at the bank, and I was like, wait, he saw I was nervous because I was going to return a whole bunch of checks. I'd write all these checks, and sometimes they'd all just arrive at the same time, and they were about to bounce, so he saw I was very anxious and agitated and he ended up while we're waiting on the line to make a deposit lending me $50,000 how how did you convince someone i don't know and then he lent me another three hundred thousand shortly after about a week or two later like what did you say
0: to this person some
1: people could tell that it's not the idea this guy's got the intensity and the confidence that it's just intoxicating and they throw money down like that worrying about what everyone else thinks is often fatal what separates conventional people from the people that make things happen and affect world culture it's not just passion because a lot of people have passion it's intensity you got to be intense you know when these young adults come to me and say can you give me some advice on how to start a business that person's not going to make it because when you're an entrepreneur you see things that no one else sees an opportunity, an idea that you just have to do and everybody thinks you're crazy. And then you get closer and closer to the finish line. And as you start approaching and they, everybody starts seeing the light out of the end of the tunnel as to what you were talking about in the first place, they all start to follow like zombies. And so, you know, I And mean, they say, yeah, he's got it. He knows where he's going. He knows what he's doing, but it takes time. In the beginning, they don't see it. So you have to kind of bore through without any support for a period of time. A real game-changing entrepreneur has an idea that nobody really believes in. And once once people start to see that you got the magic touch, that's when you can pull money in.
0: Dove wasn't just intoxicating to employees and investors. He vigorously attracted consumers as well. By marketing his products as sweatshop-free and made in downtown LA, he struck a nerve and emboldened a new age of young people who adopted and evangelized the brand. His ad campaigns were lauded for unbrushed, real depictions of women winning Charney his Marketing Excellence Award from the LA Fashion Awards in 2004. But not everyone was enthralled by these advertisements, with some critics saying that the ads were too sexualized.
1: There were were moments that the ads were sexualized and there were moments that they weren't. I don't think the approach to the advertising is any different. It's just an evolution of me. It's a manifestation of my work as the creative leader of the company.
0: Despite critical pushback, Dove's marketing campaigns established American Apparel as a household name and the company became the largest single garment factory in the U.S.
1: Doing retail stores all the way, I was an employer in 22 countries. You know, I tried manufacturing in various parts of the United States, South Carolina, Los Angeles. I also at one point tried manufacturing in Egypt, in Mexico and in Central America.
0: But then American Apparel started to lose money and lose money fast. Its stock rapidly declined, going from $15 in 2007 to a penny stock in 2014. The L.A. Times cited rising cotton prices and ongoing debt issues as the main reasons that American Apparel is operating at a loss. However, Dove's sites reduced productivity at its factories as a result of layoffs after an immigration inspection in 2010. Or maybe the same racy advertising that led to American Apparel's rapid ascent just wasn't appealing to the new generation of more socially conscious young adults. As Dove's scandalous advertising garnered attention, his workplace relationships were more scrutinized. Throughout Dove's leadership at American Apparel, he was romantically involved with many of his employees. A dynamic that would make any HR department start nervously shuffling their papers, but according to the New York Times, the board did not have the appetite to remove the company's driving force. It took years of the company losing money before they seemed to decide that Dove's creative innovation and knowledge of the fashion space wasn't enough. But he needed to be fired with cause, and Dove's past history was the perfect excuse. In this $250 million lawsuit, Morales says she was held prisoner in Charney's apartment for several hours and forced to perform sexual acts. American Apparel argues Morales brought the suit after making a number of extortion-like threats to expose the company to a threatened avalanche of litigation and negative publicity. In this lawsuit, an arbitrator threw out the main sexual harassment claim but found Charney responsible for defamation for failing to stop the publication of naked photographs of a former employee. She was awarded $700,000, and the board finally had the ammunition to fire its CEO. Up until then, the board had maintained that all allegations against Charney were not factually sufficient to constitute misconduct requiring disciplinary action.
1: The company never said, that I engaged in anything remotely along the lines of sexual harassment. In fact, they said that I didn't engage in sexual harassment. In fact, they said that all the lawsuits against me were patently yeah, false, yeah. okay? What they did say is they found well, he failed to prevent a sexual harassment blog.
0: More on what happened to Dove after the break. Hi, I'm Samuel Donner. And I'm Ronald Liu. We are the guys behind the podcast that you're listening to right now. Ratings information suggests that 9 out of 10 of you, 9 out of 10 listening to my voice right now, don't ever give money to your favorite podcasts, even though you listen all the time. It's a very, very good deal, and you got a great thing going. So we decided to call
1: some grocery stores and try to get that same deal. Hey, a I'll tell
0: them uh, I'd like to set up like uh, a deal where I get ten packs of ramen, but nine of them for free. Uh, what do you mean? Like, um, I, I get like ten packs of, of ramen, um, but I I only pay for one of them, and I get nine of them for free. Is there any way like we could set that up? Uh, we
1: don't give anything free here. What is that kind of special or something?
0: Uh, it, it would be really special if you gave it to me. Yeah, we don't do that. We can give you just about two or three but not nine. Two or three for free? Like like why couldn't I get nine for free?
1: No, it's, it's kind of one of those things, like I don't know if I business wife. It's not really reasonable, but I mean if you offer two or three of them
0: it kind of suits that situation. <laughs> Makes sense. Thank you so much. All right? Love you. Bye. <laughs> He's like, Oh, we don't we don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, so Ron, I guess uh It turns out that deal doesn't quite work in the real world. No, no, it doesn't. But apparently, you can get. You know, two or three packs of ramen for free. That, else, that, that yes. seems like a deal in itself. But uh, if you'd like to subsidize some broke college kids ramen supply that literally fuels this podcast, please support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash findingfounders or Venmo us at findingfounders. Please help. Please help. <laughs> we are under a blanket currently recording this because that is our recording studio. We're in a closet. <laughs> We're in a closet <laughs> under a blanket. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks, guys. In 2014, under mounting legal and financial setbacks, the board removed Dove Charney from American Apparel. Dove Charney, founder of American Apparel, has been ousted by company board members for allegations of misconduct. Now, this isn't anything new. But Dove seems to think that he was moving the company forward despite his unconventional workplace relationships. And to his credit, in 2014, first quarter earnings showed a narrowing of company losses to $5.5 million, down from $46.5 million just a year before.
1: Don't ever underestimate that when you're in a position of power, people will try and take it away from you.
0: When you have the ability,
1: the magic touch to get power, you don't realize to what extent people will go to take it away from you. Look what happened to the founder of uh, Uber. Look what happened to Steve Jobs. But, you know, would Steve Jobs have even been invited back in this very moment? You know, or if he had thrown chairs around, which we understand that he did. Would have that been acceptable behavior? So the media can arouse the social justice uh, element in the culture, and that could be positioned against a person that has built a very large business. So when you have a business, you gotta be very careful, like who's in control, who's on my board? Do do I trust these board members? It's getting very Machiavellian. Someone told me this in 2012 before I was illegally ousted. They said, no matter how good a job you do, institutional forces will always think they can do better. They won't take the company away from you when you're floundering they'll take it away from you when the company is doing well
0: dove believes the board thought traditional forces could do it better and they took his power away at the first opportunity he doesn't appear to recognize the gravity of the allegations against him he places blame not on his conduct within the company but rather with the hedge fund that he says defrauded him out of his stock. But you've also reached such high heights to be like valued at like half a billion dollars at one point yeah. And then like experience I'm broke. that. Are you broke?
1: Absolutely broke. Zero. How? When I lost control of the company, I was still very wealthy. I had a tradable security in American Apparel. But what I did is I hypothecated. I took on a margin loan on my stock in order to grandize my stock position and take over American Apparel. But the party that sold me the stock this hedge fund that arranged this whole loan on my original stock to get more stock so I could take take over the company double crossed me a second time in the space less than 10 days 15 days after I was initially ousted once they took over the company they removed me thought they could run it yeah. in a more in a more institutional fashion and they ran the company from being you know being ebitda positive having earnings and just crashing it from like positive $40 million of EBITDA whereby there was quality of earnings to negative $100 million. So was that like an
0: all or nothing move on your part? It
1: was an all or nothing move, but I was defrauded. I'm a, I, I'm a victim of a securities yeah. fraud. My company was gonna be worth billions. Yeah. American Apparel was anchored in the culture. This was the next Levi's.
0: Yeah. They stole my babies. Did you fund Los Angeles Apparel personally?
1: No. I was broke, no money, zero. I had to scrape from nothing. They 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 discouraged all of my wealth yeah. to a zero. From
0: half a billion to a zero. Yeah, that's to sweet. like not
1: even five thousand dollars. They committed, just so you understand, it's a criminal securities fraud. I'm a victim of a securities crime. I that's what happened to me. I'm a I'm a victim of a securities crime. They false, They made false representations to me. I gave them all my stock after I was fired the first time to take, take, retake control of American Apparel, and they stole the company from me.
0: Was your self-worth tied to that at all?
1: What do you mean? My, my, like, own, my mean, own impression of my self-worth? Yeah. No, I, not at all.
0: How? Because like, I, I don't give
1: a shit. It's just money.
0: Yeah, but no, it's not, it wasn't just money. It was your company. Is- no, no, that I was
1: pissed that they stole my company, yeah. but I know they stole it, oh, no, but I don't go to bed thinking I'm a failure. No, if someone steals your car, you know yes, ah, I shouldn't have let that happen. I would, you know what I mean? Like, okay, maybe there was, maybe I could have locked the doors or maybe I could have parked it in a, yeah. an enclosed garage. There's a few things I could have done differently, but they ripped off my car. They still stole the car. they stole a car they're criminals that I don't get away from this hedge fund is a crime organization and many of them are
0: they're just the way it is so you don't like as an and I like going away from that I'm just like talking like purely like an emotional like sense like yeah 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 you can cry for
1: yourself all day But how it doesn't long, change. How, long, you did
0: you, cry. how long did you, like, were you, like, mopey for that? And, like, when when was it, like, okay. Not even a day. You and then it's, like, no, okay, you're mo- apparel, i mopey, you're are mopey. here, there. Americans I wake apparel.
1: up at four in the morning. I'm mopey. But, you know, you got to get up and keep fighting. Or you're just a yoke. You're, you're, you're like a yokel. Yeah. You got, you know, that's, not, that's you're, not. You're a fighter. You have to get up. It doesn't matter how badly you got beaten in battle. As long as you can stand up and grab a sword, you keep going.
0: While I think Dove's workplace relationships were ill-conceived and opened him up to a slew of potential vulnerabilities, I do admire Dove's intense dedication to remaining positive and moving forward. What interests me most about like your response to any setback is like your intense positivity. How do you maintain so intensely positive? It would be very
1: naive and it would be very vain of me to think that whatever I've been through is so horrible. For example, my grandfather, his family was subjected to the atrocities of the Holocaust. What did I experience? I'm still in California attacking you.
0: At his new company, Los Angeles Apparel, Dove is attempting to emulate the vertical integration and level of control that led to the early success of American Apparel. With vertical integration, Dove aims to control and own all aspects of the supply chain.
1: To make something really special, you gotta make it yourself. Like I make my own t-shirts, I don't import them, so I yeah. can refine the quality. In fact, I live here in the yeah. factory, not because I'm a freak, it's because I wanna control my the destiny of my company and the destiny of my product line. Even when I have operations across the street, there's a deterioration, for example, I found that I was overpaying for shipping yesterday. Yeah because I don't always make it across the street. But if it was over here, I would have probably caught
0: it. But then it seems like it's not as scalable.
1: It can be scalable once you build it and build it right then you could scale it much more efficiently but you may never make that great new t-shirt if you don't do it yourself
0: when do you think you will not have to be be so like involved i was on the precipice of that at american
1: apparel but the company was stolen from me by way of a complex securities fraud and i'm always never going to come off of that narrative no matter what everybody else or the media has to say or blah 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 but yeah i'll I'll get there again unfortunately I i have a setback but it's fine yeah. You know, there's not the worst thing that could happen. I didn't get sent to Auschwitz or anything. You know what I mean? This is just I have to I have to redo. But yeah, after five, ten years you you develop a little bit of liberty.
0: But at the present moment there doesn't seem to be too much room for liberty. Dove's dedication to his company completely consumes his life. How do you spend most of your day?
1: Any woken moment I have outside of just human breaks of whatever that might be, including eating, I work. I focus on my business. It's either I review photography or proof things or put up a post or I design a garment or I walk through the factory or review upcoming orders or do some analytical work. The
0: motivation behind this intense work work ethic is not monetary. Dove wants influence and impact. He was defining a generation through the medium of fashion at American Apparel and he plans to do it again. I saw a quote from you that you said you wanted to create a heritage company and you wanted to live past your lifetime, American Apparel, as you're referring to. American
1: Apparel would have, but I'll do it again. It doesn't
0: seem like your main driving force is a monetary valuation.
1: Anybody that's really talented, money is just a bridge to build an even bigger company, to have a dramatic impact on the culture, that's more important than money. But the guys that are really, really interesting are like jeff bezos or steve jobs that say hey it's not about short-term profits fool it's about the long-term prospects of becoming at the center of everyone's lives like you take gen z the youngest adult generation steve jobs has defined them he's has an impact
0: what would you do with that impact
1: well i'm trying to make clothes that aren't directly linked to an exploitation model also instead of trying to capture people's interest with frills I'm trying to capture people's interest with good basic blocks like the Levi's 501 or the Converse All-Star, like try to make something that transcends time.
0: Creating products that transcend time requires sacrifice. Dove believes that surrounding himself with young people allows him to maintain his fashion relevancy and understand the young audience that he is marketing to. But this unconventional lifestyle has cost him a traditional family life. How do you how do you maintain your relevancy
1: if you decide to keep connected to young adults through the course of your life you can actually live through three generations of adulthood I've been associating with young adults say in their 20s for um, 30 years it's not a conventional way of life it's it's a tough life there's a lot of sacrifice involved with the
0: sacrifice family you Is know, that something that you feel you missed out on? Or yeah, something? a little bit, a little bit. Because are you feeling it more intensely now than you? Oh
1: yeah, I'm 50 years old. My friends are already, you know, in and out of a divorce and have children. And I maybe could have arrived at a certain point where American Apparel was mature enough, and then I could have maybe squeezed in a personal life, you know. But uh, that didn't happen.
0: Dove refuses to separate his personal from his professional life. I think this is one of his greatest strengths, but also what makes him most susceptible to criticism and condemnation. By entwining himself in his own company, he ties his fate and his insatiable drive for success to what he's building. Usually this leads to a prosperous company. However, unlike most CEOs, Dove doesn't try to curtail his desire for pleasure. And by sourcing that pleasure from within the company, he puts his business relationships at risk. It seems like you don't have a separation of your work life and your well, personal life. Well,
1: why should I? We forgot about the First Amendment and what America's all about, and why I was attracted as, as an immigrant to crawl across the border and come to the United States. And the reason is, because the First Amendment, you have the right to make a living your own way and pursue your dreams the way you see fit. And we're taking that away from people and we're taking that away from young adults. You know who's getting fucked right now? Gen Z. They're not gonna have the freedom that I had.
0: It seems like you're, you're placing the aggressors as vulnerability. Yeah, I am. Well, why, why? Because aggressive, intense
1: personalities are important. I think controversial, unconventional, mad freaks are important. Yeah. That it's important that we don't assassinate them all.
0: How's your controversy helped and hurt your business?
1: Well, it helps because it attracts attention. I didn't know who Still. R. Kelly was. I did not know who no, R. Kelly No, come on. I didn't know. Come, come on. I was vaguely remember he had done something wrong 20 years ago. I didn't recognize his mu- music. Controversy caused me to know his music. So that helps. It's an extreme example. Usually it's more balanced, like Donald Trump controversial character. There's a large group of people in the United States that say, you know, we needed a rule breaker in the presidency. He challenged the status quo. And you know, John Stuart Mill is a very famous philosopher. And what did he say? Well, false opinion ultimately galvanizes and strengthens the truth. So it's important that we don't shut down certain kinds of behavior or certain kinds of thinking or certain kinds of communications because we feel they're wrong. Yeah. The marketplace is stronger if we have a little bit of chaos.
0: But also, all the examples that you're bringing up are people like that are known for sexual assault. Nah,
1: that's the, whatever, they come up with some, they have yeah. to come up with They're some, some cult-like reason as to why this person shouldn't be in charge. The, the 20, 30 years before was racial issues. They're exploiting the, the public's desire to jump on some social justice bandwagon in order to disempower unconventional characters. That's what's, it's not about sexuality. You know, there was a movement uh, like the McCarthy, they're communists. You know, they're, oh, they're communists. They blacklisted all kinds of people. There's always some little weird thing. Before it would have been, well, you're mentioning only communists. You know, you're only defending the communists. Like for example, flying from one part of the United States to another. Why should you have to show an ID? In fact, it was perceived to be unconstitutional. that. Well, because the terrorist threat. That's another one. That's another cause du jour at one point. Well, weapons of mass destruction, terrorism. You know, they use that as a way of getting things done and getting money to big defense contractors. You know, like they they, they take advantage of a social justice. It's like right now it's a social justice issue du jour. So that's an easy that is low-hanging what fruit. What do you
0: think you can do to combat like some of those issues that your you know the Gen Z Re- is facing?
1: Refuse, refuse to succumb to to politically correct oppression Apparently, by like, staying true to my ideals yeah. and not falling into some politically correct violin story. Or on the other side, refuse to buy in to n- American nationalism. You know what I'm saying? Like, and, and always remember that freedom first.
0: Currently, there is a movement that is hyper aware of social justice causes and political correctness. Dove's affectations and ideological stances on social justice and individual freedoms clash with this cultural shift. However, on a company level, he seems to be extremely progressive and productive of labor rights and the issues concerning the working class.
1: I'm developing a business that doesn't patently rely on exploitative labor practices. I'm an outlier just on that alone. Never mind also not building a product line that relies on superficial branding. So those are two big things that I have been working on for 30 years and I'm continuing to work on. That's an important mission. Like, I really support workers' rights. When you go to, let's say, H&M, and they have the conscious line, you know, H&M can talk about sustainability and all this bullshit, but they're not paying people in the first place enough money to make the show. Like, if you're gonna pay fair wages, You really do it. You don't say, well, we're paying double the minimum wage in Sudan, and if it wasn't for us, we're paying them 20 cents an hour, but the the minimum wage was 10 cents an hour. Hey, I'm trying to build a business that's actually more profitable, and that's what I was doing, and I was successful, in my opinion, at American Apparel. I'm bringing the work, the manufacturing back into the brand and trying to optimize my products in such a way that people find them valuable that they buy them cause they're better. And one of the ways I make the product better is by working directly with the manufacturing here in Los Angeles. And even if I pay a premium for the labor, you know, in the manufacturing, it's better quality to the consumer. Yeah. Cause I'm redesigning the supply chain from the raw material to how I deliver it to the customer.
0: Dove strives to give his factory workers a living wage, which motivates and encourages loyalty within his workforce. At the same time, he looks towards automation and artificial intelligence to optimize the workflow he used at American Apparel. Dove doesn't see these ideas as mutually exclusive. Workers' rights and automation can thrive simultaneously.
1: Now you can actually carefully tailor what's being manufactured in such a way that it is responsive to, to the demand. We know a lot more about the behavior of the customer than ever before. We even know where they, we can even track where they walk in a store. We could track their sleeping habits, you know, like yeah. when they like things and when they don't, when they interact with your, you, you know, it's, it's, it's psycho, but there's a lot of that. And then we're gonna be bringing in automation at every corner.
0: So isn't that gonna stop?
1: Okay, you can't, I know this stuff. <laughs> yeah. You're saying, well, if you automate everything, you take away the jobs. No, but efficiency, you always yeah, have. Again, I'm a mechanical, have, mechanical it's engineer. It's okay, so you have to like, relentlessly pursue automation yeah. at every turn so you can get more output per person. But if you can get something done with three people instead of seven, it's better for the employees, it's better for the company. If, if there was no growth in the company, right? Because if you don't automate it, your your competition will. Number one, and if there's also if there, if there's no growth, it's kinda yeah, it's too bad, right?
0: But the you plan thing on growing.
1: I'm gonna be growing relentlessly for thirty until I retire or die. <laughs> okay. So number one. Number two, my competition is paying ten cents, twenty cents, thirty cents, fifty cents an hour. I'm paying 15, 18 dollars an hour. Of course I, I, I got out of it. Yeah. I I have I have I'm at a competitive disadvantage on cost, so you know, if we're going to survive, I got to pursue all kinds of tactics, including automation.
0: Yeah. As Los Angeles apparel grows and Dove rises once again to the public eye, his past will inevitably resurface. While this could damage sales and his new company's reputation, Dove has learned from his time at American Apparel and is ready for the future. What I do see as a potential mishap is as you grow in popularity and as people recognize los angeles apparel as a brand more and more you're going to be looked into again are you ready for that yeah i am how
1: because you have to spend time you have got to be more cautious and yeah. who you hire how you fire yeah. who you fire when you fire managing uh terminations is really important yeah. so many businesses get attacked at that very moment you understand because that's, you know.
0: Seems like you're ready to face it. Like, I'm I'm, yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, no, I'm, for I'm, you. I'm, to, I'm
1: I'm, That I'm not worried about.
0: Yeah. Do you think you'll ever let go of what happened about American Apparel?
1: I already have. I'm taking everything that I learned from American Apparel over 30 years, everything I learned, and try to put it all on the table and go forward. So it's going to be an exciting journey.
0: There what are, are you most some... excited for, like, right now? in terms of the the growth potential or in terms of just like Los Angeles apparel as a whole?
1: I think the growth potential is huge because people want good basic clothes. They they miss America, but this will be better. The product line, not yet fully evolved, but it will be better than America. We're gonna get it there. Yeah, but people are buying, look, we sold thousands of dollars already today. It's gonna work.
0: Talking to Dove, I learned that a successful entrepreneur is someone who never gives up. I don't necessarily agree with all of his ideas, but I admire his intensity and relentless drive to succeed. Say what you will about Dove, but he has an energy that is infectious. He has pride, passion, and vision, and I'm excited to see where he goes next. I will definitely be watching Los Angeles Apparel in the years to come. That was Dove Charney of Los Angeles Apparel. Thank you so much for listening. And if you like what you heard, please support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash findingfounders or on Venmo at Finding Founders. If you help us out in Venmo, leave a little question in the description and we will answer it in the next podcast. Have a great day.